Bubble Bill Bros podcast with my best friend, Andrew. Before we get started, I got to do my little uh, holier-than-thou shout-out to myself. <laughs> 368 days of opening the Bible app. Oh, good job. Phone. That's right. Over one year. I am now over a year. Yeah. Good job, Andrew. Let's see. How long have I been a Christian? Let's see. <laughs> 14... Years, maybe. 14 whole years. Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah, about 14 years. And this is my first time actually having uh, this many uh, days in a row of reading my Bible. I've done it once. There was a read a Bible in a year thing. But I was also on church staff, so it was way easier (laughs) to, like, take time out of my normal day and normal duties to read the Bible. I mean, wasn't that kind of your job? That's kind of the job. Yeah. Yeah. So read your it's Bible. way easier <laughs> to be a, a Christian in that aspect with the disciplines when you don't have, you know, a boss a- asking eight hours of your time, nine hours of your, your day. Anyways, side note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I did do it once. Well, I, I have like a month or what is it, two months now of opening the text messages where everybody has read the Bible (laughs) (laughs) just to kill the notifications. Yes. You uh, joined the group (laughs) and did it for like a whole two or three days. Yep, yep, and then I got lost. And I missed a couple days, and I had no idea where we were. And at least I'm not commenting done like everybody else just to be part of the group how do you know they're not doing it though and saying done you don't but at least i'm not right that's what i'm saying like i i could have easily just been like yeah i'm doing it yeah (laughs) yeah been uh what we talk (laughs) about on the show exactly fake phony that's right but today andrew you've got you've got a topic you've been doing some more reading besides just the bible i have what is this i'm very proud of you it's kind of weird. Yeah, because you're you're reading a book that I suggested that we read, and then I never did. <laughs> I'm reading a book that one of our viewers or listeners suggested we do. Read. Uh, correction, I responded with that book as an idea. He wanted a follow up book. Gotcha. And that was a follow up book and that this I is had the one been you did. thinking of. Gotcha. I never read it. I never did it. See, I didn't really Just read the exchange the the convo. I just. I saw the book. I was like, hmm, let me ever look into that. And I, I read the uh, so just excerpt Now you're, like, discounting the idea. And I was like, it's hmm, my idea. well, it sounds like a good book. Well, and so. It was our, our one Australia person. It was, yeah. 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 One of these days, man, I'll come out. So I'm not, <laughs> not even, really. I'm, I'm maybe poor. a quarter of the way through the book. So this isn't going to be a huge, like, in-depth talk about the book. But there were, like, I'm even highlighting in the book, bro. I don't ever do that. Like, what in the world? I have too much time on my hands now that I'm I'm starting to read. <laughs> too much ch- ch- time on my hands. So first thing I highlighted, before you even start reading the book, uh, it had a quote, and I like the quote because it's kind of what we talked about in um, our first book, like chapter eight or nine, when it was talking about the industrialization of church. Okay. It said, in the beginning, the church was a fellowship of men and women centering on the living Christ, which is what church should be. Uh, 
Then the church moved to Greece, where it became a philosophy. Then it moved to Rome, where it became an institution. Next, it moved to Europe, where it became a culture. And finally, it moved to America, where it became an enterprise. Bum, bum, bum. Richard Halverson said that. Yeah, I'm in a Facebook group with him. Ooh, is that the Masterminds? No. Oh. Different Facebook group. I'm I'm really invested into this podcast, Andrew. You're in I'm, a lot of groups. I'm in a little Christian podcast mastermind, so if you're interested in getting into podcasting and also a Christian, you might you might get a part of that Facebook group. They just give advice to people and such and uh yeah, uh we do that every other Tuesday. And uh, we also host promote our shows to each other, and that's where we found like the, that's where I found like the Copelands and uh, Rod Decker's Decker. What was his name? Dang it! I think he had a. Uh, I, I don't know though. I know Steckers, and that's why I'm. Yeah, uh, I think it was Decker. Just, yeah. Anyways, I think he's moving to Colorado now because I'm Facebook stalker. All right. Great so. At it. <laughs> I never actually said the name of the book. It's called Unchurching, Christianity Without Churchianity mm. by Richard Jacobson. You can find this book on Amazon. It's like 10 bucks, right? It's not that um, I don't know. I have Amazon, the the whole, you know, pay, I don't know, eight bucks a month or something like that, and you get unlimited books. Oh, gotcha. Or maybe it's yearly. I don't know. It's something, but so I have that. Cool. But sure. Um, yeah, what you said. So what what are some things that s- have st- stood out to you as far as, you know, we went through Pagan Christianity with Frank Viola. Right. That's how our, we initially started this podcast was is. going through that book as kind of a study together. And then we decided uh, from after that to maybe take a break in on complaining about the stuff that the church does. <laughs> And uh, or doesn't do. just have fun together as best friends typically do and then make more friends. All right, Dusty, you're rambling, so I'm going to move on. So, uh, uh, okay. You saw on our Facebook, I posted the other day when you actually found out I was reading the book. Yeah, you're getting super involved and it's kind of scary. I am. Because right now you're actually going to edit this podcast because I'm going to be out of town. Right. And, and I would normally be like, like you and be like, I'm going to say some outrageous things and make some outrageous noises because you're going to have to edit it out. And I would do that, but you wouldn't edit it out. And so now I'm, I would like leave you ex- in there. I'm extra careful. That's right. I would leave you in there. You're going to, you, you will allow me to look stupid. Just like you left something in last week's <laughs> that I didn't want you to. You didn't say not to. I did before the podcast. But you still said it on the podcast. I did, but expecting you to cut it out. Oh, but it's all good. Oh, god! I'll leave that one. So I asked, do you, do you, so if any of you follow us on Facebook, if not, why not follow us on Facebook? Hashtag why, why not? Hashtag why not? Russell Westbrook. That was, um, well, that you actually haven't even episode that, w- or edited that episode. <laughs> the hashtag episode. Oh, no, I haven't. Uh, so, uh, come on, Rick, give that to me. Hashtag why not? <laughs> Wrong verbiage, brother. Um, I asked, do you believe in miracles? And uh, everybody that responded said yes, they do. They've seen them. They've experienced them firsthand. I never gave my response. Dusty, you never gave your response. Yes. So let me give you a second. Explain, do you? Oh, you want my response? Yeah. Well, okay, so here's, 
yes, I believe in miracles for sure. Uh, there's there are times I there's I hear more stories of crazy miracles like you hear in the Bible happen in places like Africa and stuff where there's right. demonic people eating dirt, standing on their heads in the middle of the, stuff like that. Uh, I've never experienced that. Um, what does like to me? I was thinking about that because. You know, there's people that will say, like, every day is a miracle. The fact that we can breathe this air is a miracle. The fact that our bodies... Right. You know, and I'm that's... Going yes, beyond that. That is... Yes, that's that's awesome that God did that. Because cause to me, it's a miracle driving to work where I'm in a two-lane uh, highway kind of thing. You know, if I'm one foot this way and the car's the other foot this way, I'm dead. That's a miracle to have my trust in those people. Especially, Especially in, Oklahoma. in this town. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I have seen instances uh, closer in my youth years, not as much lately, probably because I'm more of a sinner now than uh, back then, or at least I hit it better, one of the two. But there's been instances on uh, mission trips where, like, a whole sound system was unplugged, but yet the sound system continued to run. Hashtag Houston. Hashtag Houston First Baptist. And uh, and I, I just remember that. That was also Mission Vision, I think, was the drama team. They were doing this drama, and it was very powerful. People's lives were changed that night. And then when we followed the power later, it was like, this shouldn't be on. <laughs> like, Because they, they were in the middle of, the, of a skit, and the skit they unplugged, which on these old churches... The one extension cord that powered the entire thing, right? <laughs> and uh, so when we saw that happen, we're like, "Oh no!" And but but nothing changed, and the sound worked, the the lights worked, everything was working until the end. It was just crazy. Like I remember that one happening, and that has to be a miracle. I mean, there's no other way that sound can run without power, right? right. So, so there's that. That's probably the biggest one that I've seen. In the mission field. But again, I haven't gone overseas or anything like that to experience those type of... So yeah, I've been to Peru a couple of times. And uh, I the first time I went, I went with an organization, uh, Teen Mania. Ron Luce, Teen Mania. Yeah. yeah. Global yeah. Expeditions. There we go. That's what it was. Global Expeditions. Rip. Uh, <laughs> They're more locally now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we went to this children's hospital and just laid laid hands on them. And, um, you know, this one who had never been able to speak was able to speak. This one who was nev- never able to walk was able to walk. And uh, so I have firsthand seen them. Uh, been part of the prayer circle that, you know, prayed over them. And I don't know if it released their demons or what it was, but we, what we were told and what we saw were opposite of each other. So right. So, yes, uh, I do believe in miracles. What and about those uh, TV evangelists where they lay hands and people fall down? And yeah, where they push them down, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I don't believe in that. Kind of those miracles. Benny, what's his name, Benny Hinn? Benny Hanna? Benny Hinn. Yeah, Benny, Benny is a uh, restaurant. Oh. <laughs> Benny Hinn <laughs> is, close. is the uh, name of the guy. Had the Benny. Maybe it's Johnny Hanna. No, I think it's Benny Hanna. So, anyways... So I was reading the book, and in the fir- on the first page, it talks about miracles. And he's talking about um, back in the 70s, how he used to, and his family used to do church, and they would just, people would just gather, and they would just talk, and they would bring their guitars, and they would sing. 
and it would just be these this like four or five hour long or e- sometimes all day long gathering of just Christians um, sharing their lives with each other and being the church, being a church. And uh, he was talking about when whenever they gathered that that people would just give their lives to Christ. They would give up in addictions just like that and, and miraculously healed at every turn. And he he said that miracles became so such a common place in their gatherings that they were just simply expected. Right. And that's yeah. definitely not something that's done today. We don't expect it. Matter of fact, we're caught off guard when something does and we are we're opposite. We don't expect it. We we judge Dis- it we discount it you know? yeah we discount it yeah when it does happen we're like were you really not able to walk or or you know or are they just saying that or are you just making up a story to make it sound better yeah are you over exaggerating your problem for the glory of everybody looking at you and and putting you on a pedestal on stage look at the, you know right are you trying to make a quick buck out of this Atten- you trying to get your five minutes of fame attention seekers yeah that yeah. I mean, that's a huge deal and uh, I mean, just this was what thir- forty years ago, this was happening. And I mean, how have we steered so far away from that that type of culture where people would show up and and they knew miracles were going to happen, they expected them to happen, and now today we just whatever you're, you're making that up. That's do a bunch of bull. Do you think it's come to a point where mo? <laughs> this is testing my biblical knowledge here. Moses, there was a time where Moses saw God and his face shined so bright and it was just a reflection of him seeing God and being so close to God and God's glory. Well, over and so he had a veil over his head, you know, to protect the people because it was right. bright. Well, over time, his his face returned to normal, it didn't have the shine, but he left the veil over his head. And I think it was kind of a. Uh, what would it be like? He he was ashamed, maybe that his the glory of God had faded away or something like that, and so he kept it over his head, kind of as a. Anyway, so do you think, kind of thinking on that process, that maybe, maybe, because because there's also the expectation of of a pastor to be able to lead a a gathering like that, and not and have those miracles happen, and if they're n- if they start not happening, that's where you start producing <laughs> yourself the miracles to continue what God maybe had done in the past but isn't doing now, and they're taking that as a reflection of whether their ministry is good or not. Hashtag Benny Hinn. So another thing that he talked about after that was uh, he didn't realize that churches were actually held in buildings because they would just meet on the beach or in a park, or they would meet somewhere. You mean in the 70s? Yeah, back okay. in the 70s. It wasn't until he was uh, almost a teenager that he first set foot in a church building. And it was at that point people started, or he started hearing people ask him, what church do you go to? You know, what denomination are you? And he how he grew up and how he was raised, he didn't even know that church could be a separate thing that he could go to. It's just what he was. It's who his family was. And uh, 
as far as he knew, church was just something you were, like a family. Like a yeah. community of believers. Right. Which is kind of the definition. And so yeah. when, when people ask him, you know, what church did you go to? He would, it's kind of like asking him, what family do you go to or what family do you belong to? So it's like when people say, are you a Christian? And they're like, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, so much in just this for these first few pages that it just stood out to me. And, it, it, and because it just shows how far we've come as a quote-unquote church or institution or money-making organization, whatever it is. Do you think it's a white person problem? No. Well, okay, let me explain. Let me explain it. Well, let I see what you're... I see where you're going with this. Let me explain it for the others who may not see. Do you think it's a white person problem? Because white people want church to be in and out. They don't... They're not. They're not like our uh, sister church, uh, New Beginnings. They're a black church, and they go to like two thirty, three o'clock. Like you bring pizza, and pop, for the middle of the sermon. Little little, little time to, to get fed and fed. You know what I mean. So, do you think? Do you think it's just something with America culture? Really, is what it comes down to. Where that kind of church of giving all day especially for somebody like me i value my my time more than i value money and so it's easier for me to tip a church 10% you know and them do the work and i'm in and out in an hour and i can still go to the lake or i don't go to the lake but i can still play fortnite or go you know what i mean like i can do right my yeah. normal life stuff and it's only an hour of the week and i mean our church is more active than i'd say a lot of churches um, in the 99%, area, I'd say, but you know what I mean? So I don't know. Like, I feel like America culture doesn't, wouldn't accept that kind of church anymore. And that's where I think we lose a, a lot. And I say this knowing we went through pagan Christianity and I've changed nothing about my life, even though my convictions are the same. Well, you do come to church less. <laughs> 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 so... All right. Touche. (laughs) (laughs) I'm crying over here. That's so funny. (laughs) So let me explain to you why I don't think it is a white person problem or or white church issue. (laughs) Because the same people who go to the black churches or go to the white churches or go to the Korean churches, that next Monday, they haven't changed one bit. They are not who they were on Monday that they were on Sunday. Mm, so it is not a white person problem, a black person problem, a Korean problem. It is a Christianity problem. It is our heart problem. So that is why I don't believe, or I don't agree with what you said. or And I know you, it may not be what you believe. It's just a theory you put out there. Yes. Well, I mean, I kind of do believe it. I mean, I think American culture in general has affected Christianity. Let's look back in the 1400s, 1500s when Catholics and Christians were killing each other just because of their religion, just because of their belief in how they believed in God. So, no, it's not an American issue. Again, it's a heart issue because this was before the commercialization of church. This is when before they went, well, Catholics did go to a priest and did go, 
but Christians were meeting at houses in fields, in the forest, in the woods, wherever they could, just so they wouldn't get persecuted because of the Catholic belief. So again, I don't believe it's a white person, black person, Korean person, you know, Hispanic person, whatever. You don't believe it's a culture problem. Right. You think it's a... It's a heart issue. Heart. Right. It is, you know, what you've been taught, what your family was taught, what your ancestors were taught. I mean, and that it just gets passed down and people don't want to change. Yeah. Especially me. I don't like change. After the that part point, uh, when he realized that church could be a place to go, uh, it was a building or an institution, uh, that's when he got into the ministry. He became a pastor. He, he, he loved being in church. He loved being the church, and he had such a great passion about it that, uh, that he finally he got into the ministry. He became a pastor, and that's what he did, and he loved everything about it. Uh, though it was a completely different form of church from what he he grew up with, he felt and he knew that God was every bit a part of that service as it was, you know, when he met, uh, just in circles. So, but then as he 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 stayed in it, he started seeing the the inner workings and the, and the back back room of ever of it all and uh, kind of like you and i have seen and uh it turned him off yeah it just gets old man it's just like all right the back biting the back talking the, the back yeah the the i'm better than you who na 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 boo boo i have 368 days of straight bible reading and and i have two <laughs> 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 but yeah the back and that's i mean that's just kind of any business you know right. especially yeah. Especially with church, because the problem you start running into is the church runs by so many volunteers, but so many. But there's there's a lot of people that are heads of those volunteers or heads of the church or whatever that will get a lot of credit, and then you get bitterness as a volunteer. And well, and I was a head of something, and I still got bitter. Yeah. So I mean, even the heads get bitter. <laughs> what? Uh, well, so okay. yeah, go ahead. Because they do so much work, but they're still underappreciated, well, that's, or undervalued. That's one thing I struggle with at, as a youth pastor. Is your job never like when I edit videos or I make T-shirts or even podcast episodes? There's a completion to that, right? That job, right? And with church, there's not. The church is an ongoing process, and so yeah, you might be able to look at it and like that sermon series was was cool. But there's n- you're continually to develop people at all walks in of life, and so there is a like you have to really look back as a pastor and like see where people have changed because it's at the moment you're probably just as a pa- if you're a pastor listening you're probably completely frustrated with some of your members. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. <laughs> but if you if you maybe not all of them, but maybe if you looked back. A year ago, where were they? What were you frustrated with them for a year ago? And then you might see that, whoa, there is some change. Maybe not a lot, but maybe some change right. that, that that you're a part of developing. So this kind of could be the last point I talk about in, in this book, and then we can just ramble on about whatever if you want. But 
he got to such a point when he he in in that institutional pastoring that he he feared he was becoming a heretic and so he just he quit pastoring he just straight up quit one day he quit attending the institutional church he started searching for more of a church community that was described in the bible kind of like what you and I we're sort of doing when we started this whole podcast. We're just l- searching for more of a genuine community. Um, now, we, we didn't quit the institutional church. We still go. There's still a place for that. Right. Um, and, and, but, and just like with us, uh, many people thought he was falling away from God. And, and um, it was quite the opposite. He was trying to grow closer to God with what he was doing. And he said he wasn't looking for a perfect church. He was looking for an authentic church. And that's really what I, sh- I want is more of an authentic church. And, and I feel our church tries to do that. I mean, with the, with the relationships formed and with the programs that they have to re- form relationships. But I don't know if it's hitting that mark. Well... It's hard to it is. one hour a week, and if you go to house church three hours a week, you know, that's it's a hard dynamic to hit. Right. I mean, you really, you have to be intentional about it, and you have to go and seek it and search it. And, and, and that's where I struggle with is I am not intentional about a lot of things, not just church. I just, there's a lot right. of things I want to do, but I have no motivation of doing it. Yeah, I want to get in shape. That's not happening. Yeah, how's that working out for you? Yeah. Well, I'm still sitting at 12 you buy pounds down. My well, 10 bigger pounds right pants? Now. Those bigger pants? Nope. These oh. are stretchy pants. <laughs> <laughs> these are sweats <laughs> as you look over here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's just the first, not even chapter, first half chapter of the book. Uh, and I mean, I could go into so much more. Matter of fact, I'm going to go into a little bit more oh. next week while you're gone. Oh, fantastic. We're going to have a guest on. Uh, it's actually just going to be me this time. Dusty's done a couple episodes of just himself or himself and a guest. I've never done it by myself because I have insecurities. Well, you've had guests. without. Yes. Yeah, I have so. to have somebody. And so that I will have a guest. I was just going to talk to myself the who, whole time. Who is your guest? I don't know. You'll have okay. to wait and find out. It's not, it's not somebody else that you're trying to be better friends with than I am. Well, <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely not. Um, matter of fact, we're we're kind of going to have a um, face off. Okay. So all right, we'll see how this goes. Um, and I don't know. Well, it may be good. It may not be good. It really, it sees how it depends on how I edit it. Yeah, you can make it sound like you want to. I mean, I'm going to be a genius. There's one point I want to put in there is that you don't have to leave the church to start the type of church that the book Unchurching is about. Right. You know, like uh, I've thought of doing this for so for a couple of years now and I never had no motivation, no motivation. But uh, is I have worship leader friends and I would like to get together once a month and just come over to my house or whatever and just sing Kumbaya. Sing Kumbaya. And s'mores. And not be on a stage. It, it just be us, you know? And yeah. there could be other people here. It doesn't have to be just the musicians. But I mean, bro, we did that in youth. Yeah, we used to do that when we were young. And that's what. Yeah. There's a lot of things we used to do as youth, and those are the 
parts of my life where I'm like, I felt like I was the closest to God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I, I don't do those things, and I find out, like, why is why is God not listening to me? And right. like, well, maybe because I'm not doing those things. I used to also run when I was in youth. Can't do that either. From the cops. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's true. Touche. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm excited next week, Andrew, continue this talk on unchurching. And I don't know. I feel like maybe people should get the book. Read it. It's I on feel Amazon. somebody should. Don't look at me. Oh, I'm not. I'm pointing at you. <laughs> you guys can't see this, but I am pointing at Dusty, telling him to get the book unchurching. <laughs> you can't even say it. I'm a part of the Facebook group. That means I know more. So, um, you know how you're part of all these, you know, podcast facebook group yeah yeah that's how i am with my work pretty popular hmm. um, i'm involved in a lot of uh real estate facebook groups oh you're trying to be better than me right now um only in my occupation i got real estate groups too what do you do their They're shirts really cool. <laughs> <laughs> this is a saturday night live skit <laughs> sorry <laughs> so something i don't watch which why don't get the <laughs> reference why yeah why you're closer to God than I am? Is that what you're saying? Pretty Is much. Is that what you're saying? Holier than thou. Holier than thou. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Take it easy, guys. We'll see you. Andrew will see you next week. You probably won't even listen to his his episode now that you know it's coming out. It's cool. I understand. You don't have to. <laughs> but hey, it might be good. Just know, I won't be wearing those pink headphones. headphones. And you won't be by yourself. So it's your special true. guest might be be who you saves know. you. I might do a another podcast just by myself. I may do two podcasts next week. Go power to you, bro. I'm gonna have the equipment at I'm my house again. So more excited that you're gonna edit it than anything else in the world. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you took the editing from me, so no, I was editing. I was trying to make myself sound smarter. <laughs> yeah. How'd that work out? <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> and now you got to edit. I didn't say the smart things after I said the dumb things. I just said smart or dumb things all the time. <laughs> it never corrected me. And myself. you just thought it was me editing you dumb. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, 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 no. <laughs> all right. All right. Take it easy, guys. Really, we'll see you.